Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's a privilege and honour to be able to host this podcast in an ongoing way. If you'd like to support and get behind what we're doing, either in this podcast form or in publishing work or over on YouTube with the videos, the extensive kind of growing library of videos there, please do drop us a line. We'd love to get in touch. If you want any more information, please do let us know and we can get that over to you. But there's lots of information. It's pretty obvious what we're doing and we would deeply profoundly value your support we're not part of a wider network of churches we're not part of a wider denomination we are literally solo and so if you appreciate this work or if you know others that might please do drop us a line and as i say see the link in the show notes I wonder if you watched the interview last night on BBC, not Piers Morgan interviewing, as is usually the case, but Piers Morgan being interviewed by a guy called Amal Rajan, who's one of the BBC, um, works for the BBC, often with media, social media, that kind of focus. And I like both men. They're brilliant in in their respective ways. Um Amol, Amol Rajan is a very sharp guy and he communicates well, he presents well, I think he interviews well actually and he used to I think be a journalist, I'm not sure which paper he worked for, he headed up as an editor I think, Piers Morgan, what hasn't he done? I hope you saw the interview last night because I want to just say something now about fascism in British and Western cultures that I think this video put its finger on. And I think what Piers, not just what Piers said, that I think is completely right and bang on and not prophetic particularly because it's as clear as day, but he, but he has the courage and boldness to say what needs to be said. And Amol is, I think, a part of the Wokarati. I think he is up to his neck in it. And you're going to see that now in a clip. Um, that I want you to see, and then I'll come back and interject. I want also in this video today show you a couple of comments from people who have left negative comments on this YouTube channel this week, just in the last couple of days, and I want to use that as an example of my main point in this video, which is to say that we are living in a fascist Western culture. If you look at what happened with Roald Dahl, right? Yeah. You know, with Roald Dahl, where some people were saying it should be edited so that you're allowed to say the word enormous, but not allowed to say the word fat. But the reaction to that suggested to me that a lot of people, even on the left of politics, people who might have thought of as being part of the council culture, thought this is not a good use of time or brain cells. So no, it's not that. It's actually because the woke worm has turned. The war against the wokery. And by wokery, I don't mean what woke originally was intended to mean, which was a raised awareness of social and racial injustice. I've studied all the history. I put it all in my book. you know, And I, I made the point that I am woke by that distinction. But what it's become is a form of fascism. It's become a mindset of people on the hard left who just want to basically have everybody conform to their worldview. What happens next in this video is that I think fairly premeditated, Amol is wanting to put pressure on Piers for taking things too far. And you'll notice that Piers is talking about fascism. And Amol is wanting to push back against that. But look what Amol does. He distinct he sets up a false 
dichotomy. He sets up a, a, a straw man argument, which is that you're taking this too far, Piers, because, okay, some aspects of council culture, blah, 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 blah. Some of those things are a little bit uh, questionable, but you can't take it to the extent where you're saying that it's fascist because Adolf Hitler and Auschwitz is fascism, whereas Roald Dahl writings for children having certain words changed is is not that, is it? That's what Amol is saying. And so he wants to differentiate between fascism in theory and fascism in practice. And this is what's so scary about the world in which we live today, which is that the majority of people aren't willing to say what Piers says. Isn't fascism slightly overstating it? I it's mean, not, fascism, because it's the same fascism, ideology. It's the same, it's, look, there's fascism in, in theory and there's fascism in practice. Mm. And aren't you, again, going too far when you say that people who are part of cancel culture or woke are fascists? Look, no. let's be clear about what we're talking about with fascists. Fascism in practice led to the Holocaust. Yeah. We're talking about whether or not you can use the word enormous. I think it is a form of fascism. A fascist ideology is where you want people to conform to your way of thinking or there will be punishment. We can talk about degree of punishment, and I agree. Obviously, if one leads Censoring to the Holocaust... Censoring Roald Dahl is not the Holocaust. No, no, but what has been going on in the way that public figures in particular have been treated by the woke mob over issues has been a form of fascism. It hasn't led to the extremity that fascism has gone historically, but it's the same mindset, which is if you don't agree with me, you're going to get ruined, destroyed, What's so eerily sobering about this is that I think Amol really does believe what he is saying, which is that when you have children's books like Roald Dahl just being edited, it's an issue of words and semantics, it doesn't really matter. It's not, it's not Adolf Hitler, it's not World War II, it's not the Nazi movement. But the reality is these types of small things are precursors to something much more insidious. And it's all part of the same root system. And this is what Piers is saying, is that it's the, the, the mentality that would want to change a children's book, la language of a children's book, it's the same way of thinking that eventually ends up in, in Auschwitz and in gas chambers and in mass murder and in mass discrimination. The same kind of thinking that led the Nazi parties of the 1930s and 40s into the abhorrent atrocities that they saw. Do you not think there was a time not long before 1940, whatever year it was, where people would have been, this is ridiculous, of course there isn't going to be ethnic cleansing in Europe, of course there isn't going to be another world war. Of course Chamberlain was successful when he went to Munich and made that appeal to Hitler. And of course, there was an in, after Munich. There was a, I think it was 1939. There was then a year, wasn't there? There was a year of where that so-called gentleman's agreement was upheld, and then Hitler invaded Poland. I think I can't remember. I'm not a historian, but the point I'm trying to make is that the 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 time running up to atrocity is often littered with the types of attitude that Amol is displaying here, which is that well, there's a difference between theoretical fascism and actual literal fascism and i think i think that's what's so so eerily sobering which is that 
when you see, and I'd love Amol to use his argument to teachers who have lost their jobs or to doctors who are about to be um, released from their duties because they wouldn't have a vaccine or wear a face mask until the government did a U-turn. Or people being carted off in police vans for praying outside abortion clinics. This is all happening in the last year or in the last six months within Great Britain. So I'd love to know what Amal would say about whether this is just theoretical fascism or whether it is in fact actual fascism in practice that we're seeing. And that's why I think Piers is right, because he's, he's, he's identifying this exactly the same mindset that would want to change a Roald Dahl children's book to eventually punishing, cancelling people. And I can't say more about it at the minute, but I want you to know I'm speaking from experience, recent experience, where if you don't toe the line, if you don't um, appease certain powers that be, you're viewed as being worthy of discipline. You're worthy, worthy of not just being cancelled, but as Morgan, as Piers says, of being ruined. Just take a quick look at these two comments that have come in negatively um, on the YouTube this week. I want to use these now to make a point. A comment from Maria and somebody called Sean. What impact does it have on you or any other individual if two women or two men love each other? Why do you preach hatred? Why do you speak only of Islamic terrorists and not Christian terrorists? And by the way, my answer to that question, you can see on the YouTube channel itself. Maria's comment is symptomatic of many people who want to, on the one hand, cancel, name and shame, or in the words of Piers Morgan, destroy people who have a different moral conviction to their own, whilst at the same time feigning a sense of moral uprightness. So Maria wants me to, how is it possible, how could it possibly be that the most disgusting, in my view, in the most disgusting programme that I've ever seen on British TV is about to be aired in the next week or so, um, Cupid, I think it's called, hosted by Danny Minogue, a group of homosexual men, and it's all to do with kissing and seeing what kind of react. it's just off the charts. People like Maria want to say to me, well, what, how on earth does that affect you, Nick? How on earth does that affect you guys listening now? And even if, even if God wasn't real, even if there wasn't an element of personal affront at the dishonour and, and the dishonour to God, even if it was just from a purely point, you know, this is my this is my conviction this is my uh this is my opinion i'm not allowed to have an opinion that's different to a certain organization in edinburgh because it's against the policy and aside altogether from whether or not the you can argue and say that in 21st century britain that homosexual homosexuality is immoral well, there's not even a conversation about that because love is love. To be able to challenge that mantra that flies over the generation, that love is love. Except if you challenge that, you're immediately hateful. And that's what Maria's comment reveals. Linked to that, linked to Maria's comment is a comment from Sean. And Sean's comment, I think, underlines 
the insanity of this and the fascism that we're seeing and that people are affected by even when they don't know that they are. It's just breathing and getting in cold water. Calm down and enjoy your Jesus. Sean is presumably an atheist because he's mocking Jesus. He's mocking, presumably, therefore, he's not, he's not defending another faith. He's just mocking faith. So I'm going to assume that he's an atheist. And he wants me to know that my video on Wim Hof, and I did a number of months ago, showcasing the shocking, um, the shocking um, spiritual practices of Wim Hof as part of his breathing technique with the... Watch the video. I'll link it if you want to watch it. Sean's comment was, chill out, chill out, Nick. Why don't you just chill out? Go and enjoy Jesus. It's just some breathing exercises in cold water. Or whatever it was he said. My point is, no, it wasn't. So I will go away and I will enjoy Jesus. His beautiful presence and shalom in and amongst all of this fascist nonsense. But don't forget, it wasn't just cold water and some breathing exercises, was it, Sean? If you watch the video, you'll see that another former atheist was having communications with her friend's dead mother. Let me say it again. Sean the atheist was mocking me as a believer by saying, chill out, it's just some breathing exercises and cold water, all the while either being ignorant of or deliberately sidestepping the fact that within the video, you have other atheists communicating with their dead, with their friend's dead mother. The denial of the spiritual realm. One moment and then the next minute engaging with dead people. <laughs> we are living not only in a fascist society that is only going in one direction, but we're also, as a result, living in a society that is quite frankly insane.